Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Advocacy in Pharmacy podcast. This podcast, hosted by ASHP's Government Relations Division, provides an update on what ASHP is currently involved with on the Hill at the state level, upcoming advocacy opportunities, and strategies into increased member involvement with their representatives. My name is Nick Gentile, and I am ASHP's Director of the Political Action Committee and Grassroots Engagement. And I will be your host today for ASHP's Advocacy in Pharmacy podcast. With me today are Dr. John Hertig, Vice Chair and Associate Professor of the Department of Pharmacy Practice at Butler University's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, and Dr. Melinda Burnworth, Professor of Pharmacy Practice at Midwestern University College of Pharmacy, Glendale. Arizona campus, and she also practices at Honor Health Deer Valley in Phoenix, Arizona, where she specializes in adult internal medicine. Thank you for joining us today, Mindy and John. I would like to acknowledge the great work ASHP's Advocacy and PAC Advisory Committee did on this topic. The members of the committee, along with Mindy and John, who helped with the Advocacy Policy Statement and the AJHP op-ed are Jeff Little, Janet Lee, Amy Lee, Tyler Vest, Lee Briscoe Dwyer, and Kathy Donnelly. And I just want to give them a real applause for, for all their work. Let's get started on today's topic, Pandemic and Beyond, Policy and Advocacy Matters. So, Mindy and John, how did your passion for advocacy begin? Mindy, do you want to start first? Nick, thank you for that introduction. I'd like to share with our audience how my passion for advocacy began. It actually started when I was a pharmacy student, but it really blossomed upon graduation and then transitioning into clinical practice. In 2011, I was able to participate in ASHP's Legislative Week, and I was able to lobby on Capitol Hill. And during that time, one of ASHP's big advocacy initiatives was minimization of drug shortages. So this really spoke to my heart, and it was the drug shortages was something that was affecting patients in Arizona and nationwide. So I collaborated with a group of pharmacy students to create an awareness poster about drug shortages And some of the legislative initiatives that were in place and that were being implemented and that also had the support of ASHP. From there, minimization of drug shortages, my passion just continued to to grow. And that's where we are here today with advancing pharmacists as providers. Thank you, Mindy. And John, how did you get into advocacy? Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate the opportunity to to be here talking about such an important issue. And I want to echo your applause of the ASHP PAC Advisory Committee for their amazing work. My advocacy story started uh, really with mentorship as a student. I was recommended to join one of the ASHP councils. And part of that council week was, like Mindy said, legislative day. And so I had the opportunity as a young student Uh, to go visit my representatives on Capitol Hill. 
And at that time, I was the only delegate, the only individual from my state. And so I was paired up with an ASHP staff member, David Chen. Dave Chen and I went from senator's office to representative office and back again, talking about really important issues to the profession. And like Mindy, I think it was shortages that we were talking about, telling a compelling story about how shortages really impact the front lines of patient care. And that experience sticks with me till today and has ignited a passion that still rages in a variety of issues from provider status to continued shortages to patient and medication safety. All those issues that we talk about, not only nationally, but also on a state level. And I've been very engaged in the state of Indiana in drafting policy and working with legislators to to work on laws that support optimum uh, patient care. And so that work uh, still continues way back to when I was a student till today. And I'm looking forward to continuing to advance advocacy efforts for our profession. Thanks, John. So, John, why is advocacy so important to the pharmacy profession? Well, Nick, you know, advocacy is essential. We as pharmacists have a moral and professional obligation to advocate for changes that improve patient care. And we can advocate in a variety of different ways uh, that are all equally important to the pharmacy profession. Certainly, every time we advocate for our patients on the front lines, we are, we are important advocates whether that's working through access issues with insurance companies, whether that's advocating for a patient needing help to access medication, you know, advocating for our patients is is critical and probably the most important thing that we do as advocates. But there's also political and legislative advocacy, which we often talk about in making sure that our representatives understand the issues that are important to us as pharmacists, as well as our patients. And then the other really important piece of advocacy that maybe we don't always talk about is advocating for each other, supporting our colleagues, whether it's through mental health efforts, whether it's growing someone's career development, mentorship, making sure that we're each raising each other up um, because the better that we get together, the better care that we can then provide our patients on the front lines. Thanks, John. So Mindy, what prompted the Advocacy and PAC Advisory Committee to initiate the policy statement, Advocacy as a Professional Responsibility? Nick, that's a great question. John has partially shared some of the background behind this policy statement, but I'll take it a little bit further. So John mentioned that advocacy can occur at the patient level, at the hospital health system level, at the national level, but then also at the individual pharmacist level. So the group of pharmacists that make up ASHP's Advocacy and PAC Advisory Committee, many of us are members of ASHP's House of Delegates. So this was a platform that we were able to utilize to advance our work regarding advocacy and the value and the importance of advocacy as a professional responsibility. So during one of ASHP's House of Delegates during the ASHP summer meeting, a group of delegates, which happened to be on the advisory committee as well, proposed a recommendation for consideration for the next House of Delegates. The recommendation for creating a policy statement on advocacy as a professional responsibility was then forwarded to a council who drafted the language and policy statement um, regarding this important initiative. 
It then came back to the ASHP House of Delegates at the next summer meeting, and it was 100% approved by the ASHP House of Delegates, and ultimately it was approved by the ASHP Board of Directors. So now we have a written copy of the value of advocacy and the importance of advocacy as a professional responsibility. Thanks, Mindy. So John, to piggyback off my previous question to Mindy, what was the impetus for writing the AJHP op-ed on advocating for your profession? Thank you, Nick. Uh, and Mindy just so well articulated the purpose of the statement. And, and really that statement is a call to action for us all. It serves as a written foundation to support our training efforts, our education efforts, as well as all of our advocacy efforts. And I think our group really felt uh, called to amplify that message. You know, it's one thing to write the statement, but we wanted to make sure that we shared that statement in as many different media as possible, including writing that op-ed in AJHP. And, and through that op-ed, we were able to not only shine an additional light on the statement, but make it contextually appropriate, given what's going on in the current public health space, given that we're in the shadow or hopefully emerging from the COVID-19 pandemic, pharmacists play such a key role and have played a key role in supporting public health efforts through the pandemic and will continue to do that beyond. And we felt the need to make sure that we amplified that message in the AJHP op-ed. Thanks, John. So, Mindy, how did you and the committee come up with the six guiding principles of advocating for your profession? Nick, that's a great question, and it, it's kind of a, a fun answer how we came up with these six guiding principles. So you can imagine that when you get seven very passionate individuals in a room together, those thought leaders tend to brainstorm, and oftentimes it's brainstorming out loud. So as we were brainstorming out loud, we were jotting down some common themes, if you will. And ultimately from those common themes, we were able to narrow it down into six guiding principles for advocating for the profession. And interesting, it just so happens that there were seven individuals that helped put together the guiding principles so you can almost say that each of the principles was really spearheaded by one individual that serves on ASHP's advocacy and PAC advisory committee. Thanks, Mindy. Now, without giving too much away because we want people to read the op-ed, what guiding principle do you connect with the most? Let's start with John first. Yeah, Nick, I'll try not to give too too much away because we really do want people to read the op-ed. It's a, it's a quick read, and I think we'll, individuals will get a lot of value out of reading that particular piece. But personally for me, and I alluded it, uh, to it earlier on in, in this podcast, it was number six, and, and it's uh, the last principle here. And that principle is it does not matter how you advocate, just advocate. And there are so many ways for us as pharmacists to advocate, whether that's advocating for our patients on the front lines, whether it's advocating for major public health issues or policies or legislative efforts, or it's advocating for each other. Just advocate. And oftentimes when I talk to my colleagues about advocacy in general, I think you say advocacy and, and most individuals 
apply that advocacy term to something that's very politicized or political. And certainly there is political advocacy, but political advocacy is only one part of advocacy. And so if you're someone who's like, you know what, I don't want to deal with politics. I don't want to have anything to do with it. That's okay. You know, let's have maybe a deeper conversation about how you can be more optimistic about politics and be part of the solution. But don't throw away advocacy with politics, right? Because there are lots of ways that you can advocate and it doesn't matter how you do it, but we need you to do it. We're going to advance the profession for the benefit of our patients. Thanks. And Mindy, your, uh, your guiding principle? As we're reflecting on the six guiding principles to successful advocacy, John has mentioned that it does not matter how you advocate, just advocate. The guiding principle that really speaks to me is advocacy is important and it's necessary at any time. And you'll see that when you read through the letter to the editor, you'll notice that the advocacy committee reflects on advocacy efforts that occurred prior to the pandemic, during the pandemic, and then even beyond and after the pandemic. Further emphasizing that it doesn't matter how you advocate, it's important and we need to be doing it throughout the, the spectrum of the, the pharmacist kind of workforce and to allow us to have the most appropriate and the best patient outcomes. Thanks, Mindy. Now, finally, given the environment of the past year, how will the COVID-19 pandemic shape the future of advocacy efforts to advance the pharmacy profession? Mindy, why don't you kick us off? Thanks, Nick. I think it's safe to say that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected everyone in in different degrees. And when I think about the COVID-19 pandemic, I go back to how I explained the pandemic to my young children. And I shared with them that during any disaster or any challenge that they may experience, there always arises a hero out of that disaster. And I really feel like the profession of pharmacy, and when I say the profession of pharmacy, this was a team effort, pharmacists, pharmacy interns, pharmacy technicians, everyone that wears or works under the umbrella of a pharmacy really did have positive effects in helping us manage the pandemic and move beyond the pandemic. We had our pharmacists that were helping with screening for COVID. We had pharmacists that were assisting with the immunization efforts. And then we also had our frontline pharmacists that were caring for our critically ill patients in the hospital. So I think this really spotlighted the benefits and the, I guess, the efforts of pharmacy as a whole to helping us to eliminate the COVID-19 pandemic, or at least gain better control of it, and then be able to move forward from that. Thanks, Mindy. John, how about you? Well, Mindy just so well articulated again, the role that the pharmacist has played this past year, year and a half. And to say that the past year, year and a half has been challenging is an understatement, right? Incredibly frustrating incredibly sad, incredibly stressful for so, so many of us. But through it all, 
pharmacists were rightfully highlighted as an essential public health asset. And so for us as a profession, we need to continue down that path in making sure that everyone knows, hey, these are the roles pharmacists has played in our worst times, but we also play a very vital role in our best times as well as we move beyond the COVID-19 pandemic. We emerge from the shadow of the past year and a half and continue to show and demonstrate pharmacists as the medication use experts. Now, within that context, as we look beyond, the role of the pharmacist must continue to evolve in order to stay relevant. And we want to stay relevant, right? We are a profession that wants to stay relevant because we know that staying relevant means that we can continue to provide the best possible care to our patients. And the, one of the best ways and strongest ways to stay relevant is to advocate. And that's why Mindy and I are here I'm really trying to get the word out about the letter to the editor, urging everyone listening to advocate. And if you want to learn more about advocacy, certainly contact us. We would love to talk to you. And I know, Nick, your group as well just does such a nice job with your strategy and with the advocacy efforts at ASHP. So um, with that, I want to thank you, Nick, for the invitation to be here. And I'll turn it back over to you. Thanks, John, for the plug. Well, that's all the time we have today. And I want to thank Mindy Burnworth and John Hertig for joining us today to discuss the pandemic and beyond policy and advocacy matters why it, and why it's important to advocate for your profession. I would also like to give another shout out to the Advocacy and PAC Advisory Committee who recently added a number of new members to the ranks. And I'm excited to see what this group of very enthusiastic members can tackle next. With that, be sure that your voice is heard. Visit ashp.org to learn more about key issues, grassroots efforts, and ways that you can get involved in ASHP's advocacy efforts. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.